Welcome back to the Spirituality and Business Leadership Podcast. Uh, this is Jennifer Woolley, your host uh, for this season, season two. And I am so excited to start season two with a conversation with David Chen, aka Panda. Now, if you haven't heard of him, you will. He's an incredible entrepreneur, venture capitalist, podcaster, and adjunct professor of esports at SMU. Now, I can't even list all of the things he's accomplished, but I'll try to at least touch on a few things. He started his amazing career at Deloitte, becoming one of the youngest partners there at 34, before then starting BLCP Capital, a venture capital firm, in 2015. Then, two years later, he joined SparkleCoin to pursue real-world applications of crypto. Then, you know, that wasn't enough. So then he started GTIF Capital, another VC firm. And then last year, 2020, he started Media Abundance, a media firm specializing in esports, sports, uh, nonprofits, charities, entertainment, and tech. Now, David has been featured in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, Huffington Post, among others. And his podcast is Pandanomics, where he interviews entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, investors, editors, and above all, friends. Um, so I am privileged to welcome David Chen to the Spirituality and Business Leadership Podcast to share his journey. Yeah, so it's, it's you say that you're going to potentially do something else in a year or so, but you've been crazy busy. I mean, it's almost as though, because I was looking at the timeline, it's almost as though you start something new every year or every other year. Something like that. Uh, How do you do that? I mean, it, was it this year or last year that you started Media Abundance or, you know, that was, that, that, was, that was last year. Um, that was definitely last year. My teachers would call it a bad case of ADD or back in the day, we would call it laziness and not being focused, depending on what generation you were in. Uh, I was in the lazy, not focused part of it. Um, you know, I think a lot of things when it comes to business and it comes to academia and things of that sort, you're always trying to grow and enrich and enhance and try to understand because we all understand the the necessity of helping, you know, human beings is, is just what this world really needs for us to progressively move forward. And for me, going back in time and being able to be part of esports now in my 40s and to be able to wear Jordans in a hoodie, you know, like a 20-year-old and don't have to wear a suit anymore like I was when I was at Deloitte and to be able to engage with my nieces, my, I have not any kids yet, but my nieces, my nephew, or my friend's kids, and then my friends, and have them argue about who's how, if I'm spending a night, is it, is it the little kid or is it the dad who wants me to come over because I play video <laughs> games, is the coolest thing in the world, and it is the most rewarding thing because it's such lower barrier to entry. So because of the way I think, every two years or three years, if I can, you know, encourage and grow and develop something, that's what I do, so... That's probably what it's been with the exception of the first 10 years at Deloitte, but everything else has been like that. Well, you said something um, in one of your podcasts that it was, it was the podcast that you did where you were answering a whole bunch of questions. Mm -hmm. And you, you said that 
it was absolutely critical to have the courage to learn from your own failures. And I wanted to dive into that deeper because I loved what you were saying and how you said it. And that was just incredibly inspiration to to have you say, to have the courage to learn from your own uh, failures. Tell, Tell me more about, about that. We, we have been taught, I think, especially, you know, as, as, as educators, I think a lot of times that if you follow A to B to C, you'll eventually get to Z and engineers think that way. And a lot of people think that way and that's okay to think that, but what happens when it's not fair or, or you give it everything you could possibly think of and the end result is failure. It sucks. That's the answer. It's terrible. You feel bad about yourself. You beat yourself up. All the people that you tuned out have to come back into your head and telling you that you're right. You know, this is why you weren't going to make it. All you go through every single fragment and frame of what you did wrong. Over and over again. And you beat yourself up for it. I I mean, you beat yourself up for it. And it causes two things. Depression. And then the unwillingness to move forward. Or some sort of amazing deep dive and blessing that this has happened. And I'll explain to you what I mean by that. At the pinnacle of my career, I was 34 years old, a Deloitte managing partner in seven years, had gotten fired, went back, ran a whole division, owned my Lamborghinis and my Porsches and had a bunch of nice cars, a beautiful fiance, a beautiful girl from that time, was not my fiance, thankfully. And I was miserable. I was freaking miserable. I didn't know who my real friends were. I was, I was dealing with moral issues of the type of man I I was going to become or the man I was. I I tell people that if you can't do it on a, if you can't see your parents on a Sunday and tell them what you did on a Saturday, you probably shouldn't do it on a Saturday. That's something I always tell a lot of people. And I had to deep dive into it and kind of go through all these emotions and process of why I did what I did wrong. But what the learning processes were me being very honest with myself. I reacted this way because of this. Okay, well, it's probably because something happened in my childhood. And I started breaking down why I would react that way in patterns throughout my life that things were mistakes were. So one of it was my parents, like, well, I, don't, I don't celebrate. My, my, my fiance is telling me, you don't really celebrate your wins. Like, you've been on Forbes, you don't celebrate. You got this, you don't celebrate. And it comes down to when I was in second, third grade, my parents will tell you that I made an honor roll and I grabbed this piece of paper because they didn't know what it was. And so I took it because they couldn't speak English crumped it up, threw it away. I'd never made an honor roll after that. And I never asked for any celebrations after that. It took me literally 30 some odd years to figure out that is why the way I was when it came to celebration. But then I realized other people want to be celebrated. So how can I teach them to be celebrated and give them what I didn't have so I could break the cycle? Because in my culture, celebration is a very hard thing to do, as you probably know. And I'm like, I want to be, I like the miracles. I'll celebrate on everything. We land on an airplane, we're clapping. Yay, that's great. Let's celebrate and be happy. But it was something that I had to really break down. And I do that in business a lot. I make so many mistakes. I just am smart enough to make the same mistake twice and really understanding if it's me. And I do that first. And I tell most people, the reason you are where you are is because your ego gets in the way. Like everything, like I could be a better academia because of this, but you've already gotten to where you've gone and you've improved thousands of lives. 
Why do you have to compete against something that makes you hurt? Or if you're a business person, you open three locations when you know you can't even operate two of them. You're doing it because Bob did it or the Jones did it. And we do this all the time, but it causes a psychological impairment of just unhappiness and not being grateful. So I started going backwards at all my failures in my businesses. And every single time I would change them and I would make these adjustments to eventually get to where I've gotten. And it's a pretty happy place. I can tell you that it's, 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 it's a good place to be in most of the time. You do, do seem pretty happy. I, you know, I, you know, I, I've been following your tweets and just <laughs> looking at the joy in your tweets and the inspiration in your tweets has been amazing. That's been fantastic. Thank you. You know, I wasn't really brought up that way. That, that's the funny thing. You know, Asian culture, my parents are great parents. Uh, me and my dad, I, I, I tell in my podcast, everyone else, you know, he wasn't the greatest dad growing up. He had a lot of demons to battle. And I was just able to love him for who he is instead of who I want him to be. And I just realized the way that we were brought up, the blessings of my mother, the blessings of the internet, the blessings of being able to read how you should be. Maybe if my dad was born in the same, same time frame, he would be better than me. You know, or do I blame my grandfather who didn't even have a father, right? And he was going through World War II and, and a civil war. I, you have to go through these things and find the core reasons of why you're unhappy and just realize you're okay. Like there's not one person that can honestly tell me right now who's listening to this podcast that they haven't survived 100% of their worst days. Every heartache, right? Every time you couldn't move on, you've made it. Yeah. Every time someone died, you made it. Every time your, your heart was broken, you made it. Your failures in life, you've continued to move forward with it. The, the things that matter that change, you've continued to become a good person. On your most likely $1,000 phone and your $2,000 computer, sitting in your cushiony house and car, and at least you have a house and a car, which means that you're, you're more financially successful than 99% of the people in this world. You won. You have won. So what do you, you have no reason to be upset? We don't control things. Because if we control things, we'd all be rich, happy, and healthy. That's it. We would all, I can promise you everyone wants the same thing. We can only control what we control. And it's not fair. And it sucks. And it gets hard. But why not just try your best to be happier about it and be more appreciative? Life is already hard enough to, to beat you down. You don't need to beat yourself down anymore. And that's why I am the way I am when it comes to those tweets and things like that. So how did you make this realization after, after getting to this pinnacle, having the things that other people take for granted, and you obviously hit a place where it wasn't working for you. How did you get through to your own other side? At 35 years old, I'm sitting here with a couple of homes, a bunch of businesses, partner at Deloitte finally in my mind have made it all the you know the cars that you want and i'm miserable my father who i cheated on my mom a bunch of times was leaving us for another family i had cheated on my fiance, my girlfriend at the time who's now my fiance because i was unhappy with myself and i was and i the thing i hated the most about my father i was just like my father my mother had such a bad breakdown this time. She needed her eat, pray, love moment. So she disappeared for the first time like for four months and went to Tibet. I sold my car so she could do that. My sister was, was start, about to be pregnant 
she was already pregnant, so she couldn't help. And it was just me sitting there, depressed, alone, lost. And deep down in my soul, I knew what I was doing was wrong. And I had to take a hard, honest look. And I'm crying. This is, the, this, is this moment in your life, those pivotal moments where you're so in touch, where you're, you're, your soul and your heart and your mind is, and your physicalness, you're just aligned. And you're just really bursting out these tears of joy or sadness and pain. And I went through that. And then I started wondering why I hated him so much when I was so much like him. Mm-hmm. And I started to understand, although I tried not to be, and how I was like that and how I could change it and break these generational curses that we talk about. Then I started thinking about how much my mom loved me, but the things that she did that might not have gelled well with me because culturally, look, I was watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, right? So, <laughs> so it wasn't like they understood who Uncle Bill was. We're going to have an honest discussion about how cool this uncle is. It's not happening, right? Like these are my Asian parents. So I had to really <laughs> understand their love language before the book it came out because it was such a different love language. Like I want to be held and kissed and they're not like that. They're, they're Asian parents. They just don't do that. No. <laughs> so, I mean, I make it eventually happen. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but, but the funny but, thing is that's what happened. Yeah. And so, so, so you go through this whole entire process and you realize, well, there's billionaires that blow their brains out. And then there's people who have no money who are unhappy so then how the hell do you actually stay happy? And the answer is you just have to be happy with yourself. And you it's, choose it. you really, it's a choice. It's, it's, it's such a choice and it's a hard choice. And yeah. it's not a, it's something that I do every single day. I, I go off the rails, but I'm a human being. And that's the honesty here, right? I, as much as I have it the other days, I go off the, the rails. And I'm like, all right, 24 hours of emotion. You got to get your life back together. You got to keep moving forward. But that's what it is. And so it was, it was those moments. And then my niece was born and I sat eight months with her just sitting there and thinking about the type of man I was going to be the rest of my life. And it was just such a pivotal moment because, you know, we, we live five minutes from her in Phoenix because I'm super close to, to, to my family. And I was very, very fortunate to kind of go through that. And, and it's a battle that I still fight with today to, to try to make sure that I'm the right person. But when you go through it every single day, you appreciate things every single day and therefore remind you that you won't do it again, but you just have to really appreciate what you have every day in order. So you don't make the same mistakes. That's what happened. That's really what changed my life. It's fantastic. That's, That's fantastic. It's such an amazing, you're free. Like you're truly and utterly free. And I cannot explain to you that you can see it in my face. I, I just, it's, it's an amazing feeling. It really is. If you want to follow me it's david chen panda on twitter and instagram and my podcast is pandanomics 